This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Here's the scenario. You've been injured in a serious accident. The doctor says your recovery could take months, maybe even years, yet your insurance company is denying your claim every step of the way. If something like this happens to you, call me, Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. We have offices in Toronto, London, Peterborough, and now Kitchener-Waterloo. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Okay, no intro music no i want to talk to samson we're just getting straight into it we don't have time to mess around with any of the accoutrements of reaction podcasts because this is it raw just a guy trying to work through watching his team lose another game in that fashion play fantastic basketball get a lead give it up in this case, on a very nice shot from CJ McCollum. At least it wasn't on free throws like it was with Damien Lee. Last second possession to Pascal Siakam. Worked really hard out of the post touch that he got. Had quite a few moves. Looked like he beat Robert Covington. Went up for a short little baby hook. Covington undercuts him. It's clever play by a veteran. Happens all the time. That's why you can't let teams creep back in because... The end of games are a fever dream. There are very few players in the NBA who assure you wins at the end of games. LeBron, CP3, guys like that. And the Raptors don't have anybody like that right now. Kyle Lowry earlier in his career maybe, but he's he's 35. He's an older gentleman at this point. Or 34. I can't remember where he is exactly right now. But he's not in his prime, even if he's still very good. And Pascal missed a shot two games in a row where he's been the best player on the floor. He was better than Damian Lillard tonight. He was better than CJ McCollum. He was more commanding, more impactful, and he misses the shot late. It sucks to see, but the Raptors, 2-8 and eight now. It sucks. Barrage of shots from Melo in the fourth quarter. A drought on the other end for the Raptors. The Blazers crept back in it. You know, towards the end of the game, I thought... The Raptors, a a couple rotation miscues from Nurse. I understand he's looking for something, but putting Len back in the game when he did really let the Blazers kind of chip away at the Raptors' lead in that third quarter. They blew up the pick and roll every single time. They scored with ease when Len was in the game. I like the adjustment to put Boucher as the starter um, in the second half, but those Len minutes were a killer. And even though the Raptors had a really sharp start to the fourth quarter, particularly with Siakam uh, and Ananobi, who was just shooting the lights out, that was awesome to see. In each of these games, Blazers, Warriors, you know, the Raptors have given up seven double-digit leads that ended up in a loss so far this year. You can't waste minutes because your bench isn't good enough that you're going to escape if your starters don't play exceptionally well. And the starters played exceptionally well in this game, across the board, except for Alex Len. But he's in a 
pseudo starter position because he's just there at the start of the game for Nurkic minutes and he he got cooked. Boucher is playing like he is the starting center. The minutes reflect that as well. And he's the most important big man on the team. I'm considering Siakam kind of a wing at this point just because of his initiation types of possessions he's getting. And Nurse is trying to figure out the rotation. There's too much fat that hasn't been cut at this point. There's not a ton of minutes to make this suggestion with, but based on eye test, I think Yuta Watanabe is a better selection for that wing slash big position than Stanley Johnson is. Stanley Johnson had a good game, but when he is on the floor, he just suppresses so much of the Raptors' ability to score, even if he's making good passes, which he's capable of. He just really, really closes in on that spacing that they work really hard to try and provide for their players. couple nice duck-ins, stuff like that. This was a good game, but I'm worried that this sets a precedent going forward. Yuta, I think, is a wheel greaser, both on offense and defense. I think he helps your team a lot. And there was a stretch where the Blazers just got nine straight points isoing on Stanley Johnson. He is an overrated defender. I'm not saying he's bad. He's, he's a good defender. But this idea that he is an absolute stopper, maybe holdovers from when he said he was inside LeBron's head in the Pistons and Cavs series, whatever it might be, it's not really true. He's, an, he's a good defender, but he's not a world-ending player. And I don't think that makes up for the gap that there is offensively that other guys bring. Malachi Flynn, Yuta Watanabe, those types of guys. I understand Nurse is looking for something. But Stanley, Terrence Davis, too long of leashes. And I understand Terrence Davis made two threes in the fourth quarter, but his defensive gaffes are way too many. Every time he's on the floor, he's making mistakes. They bleed buckets when he's out there. And you can see that reflected in net rating. You can see that reflected in plus minus. And you don't look at plus minus just on its own. But if you watch the game, you can see that it correlates. And evidently, I I watched the game. A second quarter stretch that kind of alienated Pascal Siakam wasn't ideal. Too much Fred on ball. But Fred was awesome, particularly in the second half. He drove a lot of offense. He was good at keeping his dribble. He played good defense on CJ, good defense on Dame. They switched a lot of actions defensively with OG popping out, Pascal popping out, and Fred holding his own on hedges and scrams. That was important. That was really nice to see. And even though he finishes with 10 and 6 on 4 of 13 shooting, he still had a promising second half. But I'm still of the opinion that he had too much of the ball In that second quarter, the Blazers made a baby run there at the end to get it within five after they were down a substantial amount of double digits. You have to go back to Pascal Siakam. He was feeling it. He was reading the Blazers' defense really well. They overloaded. But at what point, after a five-assist first quarter with no turnovers, do we decide that this guy isn't equipped to pass against a defense that's overloading on him? The answer is that he is equipped to do it. You want the team to overload, and you want Pascal to find the open man. And if he can't get it directly to the open man, some side-top-side action or swing-swing action, no matter where on the floor, find the open guy against a shifting defense. If they close out hard or out of control, take it to the bucket. That's what I was wanting to see. 
Instead, they had Fred initiating a lot of offense that was just milk toast. Didn't result in anything. Outside of that, two jumper heavy in the fourth quarter. Don't like that that much. It's been a problem with the Raptors team. It's gotten better over recent games, but you don't like to see them revert to it too much late in the game. Very late in the game, you saw two dunks from Siakam. Couple breakdowns, yes, but you want to keep looking for the best shot available within reason. And sometimes the Raptors are just pulling from three a little bit early from players who are a little bit less of shoot, of a shooter than maybe like a Fred Van Vliet would be. You have to be a little bit pickier taking shots in clutch time because clutch time is a fever dream. You can have Damian Lillard come down and just bang in a triple, even if he's been missing all game. Mello going five for six from the floor in the fourth quarter. CJ hitting that game-winning shot now. You have to keep building because that kind of stuff happens at the end of the game. And yes, Pascal doesn't get the call either. It's a fever dream. So you have to be more diligent in the other parts of the game. You see this with a lot of middling teams in the NBA. The very best teams win the game before clutch time. Then every year there's like a couple, two, maybe three NBA teams that win a lot of clutch time games. The Oklahoma City Thunder were that team last year. The Raptors were a really good clutch team last year. But they also won a lot of games before clutch time as well. That's why they had such a ballooned, you know, winning percentage. It was massive. They were on pace for a 61 season if there were 82 games. They are not that team this year. They do not have viable centers. They are missing one-fifth of their starting rotation. They don't have the same room for error. They don't have enough room for error to take all these games into clutch time. You have to find something that works. You got to put this stuff away. A lot of the process of this game was really, really good. But it's from the usual suspects. The Raptors, I think, that's why this is encouraging, right? Is Kyle Lowry was excellent in the first half. Fred Van Vliet was very good in the third quarter. Pascal Siakam was dominant throughout the whole game and was insane in the first quarter. 12, 7, and 5 on 83% shooting. He was, he was massive. He completely dominated the Blazers. And the Blazers had to sell out to try and start to stop him. He finished with a triple-double. Chris Boucher was insane shooting from downtown. They were running OG and Nobi post-ups. And having Chris Boucher run off of them like he was Reggie Miller or Ray Allen. And he was cashing them in. I don't know what the hell is happening there. But that's awesome. That's beyond awesome. I don't know if they can emulate that going forward. Recreate it whatever. But he was on one. And OG, I mean, hell yeah. He was great defensively. Really, really good defensively. Constantly switching out onto guards who are faster. Switching out to guards who are all-star level in CJ and pseudo MVP level in Dame and playing great defense on them. Blowing up a lot of pick and roll action. Awesome to see and shot the lights out and snuck in baseline for a couple buckets. What else could you possibly want? And initiated some plays through the post wherein Chris Boucher comes in and slings it from downtown. Trey Boucher, as it were. That's all great. But there's nothing else going on and they're hemorrhaging points and meaningful minutes with every other player. That is where, man, 
you just got to figure it out. I like the current stagger of putting Kyle Lowry and OG Ananobi with bench units and Fred and Pascal with bench units. But what goes on on the floor in those minutes matters a lot. And try and siphon away a couple of those Fred possessions to Pascal. I think we're at the point he's fully back into the form where we saw, okay, this guy's an all-NBA second-team player. He's there. He can clearly initiate, and he can carry bench units. You have to lean on that, no matter what. Use Fred as the wonderful, special, unique, off-ball guard that he is. The short version of Clay Thompson, who, you know, he's one of the best catch-and-shoot shooters in the whole league. Utilize that. He's got a growing pull-up game. Totally. That's great, too, for counters. But first of all, you have to look for Fred as an off-ball threat. That is where he's at, is most potent. If he's attacking, you know, you flow into second side action and Fred is going to keep the ball alive for cutters to dive in or to find a guy who's forming up off of his drive, hell yeah, do that. But work it through Pascal first. I think for the majority of possessions. Of course, Fred can primary sometimes. But I'd like to see that change. Outside of that, you get your little bump in scoring from Norm, but it's not consistent. You get your two triples from Terrence Davis, but... Otherwise, it's basically just Chris Boucher. Once again, Stanley, seven points, four rebounds, three assists, three of five from the floor. He did his thing. I get it. But I still don't think he's an answer going forward. 23 minutes is pretty rich for Stanley Johnson, for me. The Raptors have some things to figure out. Stanley will be a part of that rotation going forward, I assume. Nurse clearly likes him. This is not being me. I'm not trying to be too hard on him as a player. I like Stan. He there. He very clearly brings some NBA skills, particularly on the defensive end, particularly as a passer at his position. He can give you some size. He doesn't rebound exceptionally well. He's not going to shoot it. And those two things, they they do take away from what would otherwise be a useful archetype of a guy. But there's room for him in the rotation. I just, 23, it's really liberal use of it. Especially when Yuta doesn't get any minutes. Malachi Flynn doesn't get any minutes. Matt Thomas doesn't get any minutes. Particularly Malachi Flynn bothers me a little bit because at the NBA level, even he's shown that he's good on ball, can navigate screens. And that's what you want against a CJ McCollum or a Damian Lillard. Stanley Johnson and Terrence Davis both got picked on when they had to defend those guys, and it resulted in heaps of points. Just try and avoid that by putting in a guy who is a proven guard defender. I don't care if he's a rookie. Rookies defend well all the time. Matisse Thybul with Philly was in all types of conversations surrounding the all-NBA defensive teams. Just if a guy can defend, let him go play. Malachi Flynn... His best type of defense was suited for CJ and Dame. And I'm not sure if Nurse felt comfortable with how they were playing them. That's fine. I'm sure he has an answer for all this kind of stuff. Just how I'm seeing the game. There, there are things to nitpick. And you have to go digging a little bit deeper in a game where the Raptors have so many players play so well. And they still lose at the end. The answer, it would seem lazy to just say, Pascal Siakam, make the shot, they win. 
when Pascal Siakam was so overwhelmingly positive a player in this game. And very few games truly come down to the last shot. There's so many opportunities to build a lead, to keep it moving, and avoid a drought offensively just with a little bit more offensive awareness, all that type of stuff. That's what I'm seeing from this game. Just tough. The Warriors won it with great jump shooting in the fourth quarter. A really nice run at the end of the second quarter where they were targeting Alex Len in the pick and roll. Some laissez-faire on-ball decision-making from Kyle Lowry down the stretch. Start of the fourth quarter, some turnovers piling up. Transition opportunities for the Blazers. A little bit of lazy transition defense from the Raptors, but you are nitpicking at this point because the Raptors did play a lot of great defense in this game, and they did play a lot of really, really nice offense in this game too. But it seems like this game was lost in the stretches before the end of the game. If that sounds dumb, if you think this is bad analysis, I'm sorry. But the Raptors, at the very end of the game, they did execute. Siakam got two dunks. Boucher hit a triple. The execution very late in the game was actually quite good, except for Siakam's missed shot, wherein he was fouled. The Blazers just were on a heat pump. They were in rhythm. The pump fake, the sidestep, the triple. The Damian Lillard just cold as hell, stepped back to his right, hit a triple in Siakam's face. That kind of stuff is really tough to swallow. And CJ, you know, they don't take the timeout, runs up the court, spins to his right, spins it back to his left, and hits a fading jumper over Fred. That's just hoopers hooping. There's no scheme to make that not happen. Fred is near an all-NBA defender. That's what. That's fine. He's going to play his defense there. The Raptors scored at the end. They had the production, and they lost this game in the smaller parts, the slower parts of the game, where they were just resting on their laurels, a little bit too jump shot happy, messing around with bench units, maybe getting a little bit liberal with a guy like Terrence Davis in the third and second quarters, and Nick Nurse playing guys like 40 minutes to start the year when games are a little bit more out of reach, but going 36 minutes in a game like this, that kind of stuff, those are tough to pin on somebody. I get it, but those are coaching mistakes. You have to have a sense of the moment. You have to be able to read what your team is doing and... It's easy to come afterwards and say, oh, this didn't work, this didn't work, this didn't work. And it's much harder to be a coach and make these decisions on the fly and real time. But that's why it does it. Hopefully it's better going forward because droughts, good teams don't go through as many droughts as these Raptors do. They've moved away from as heavy a reliance they had on the three-pointer. It's less now. That means that the drought should be less and less, and they have been trending that way. But still, you need to supplement lineups with something instead of bleeding points when this kind of stuff is happening. And Nurse has been a little bit late on the trigger, whether it's putting somebody in or taking somebody out. I think that's evident. Too many winnable games have been lost this year. I'm not saying Nurse is like on the chopping block or anything. He's one of the best coaches in the league. He makes great game plans. The Raptors have immense success under him. He'll bounce back. But I still think the decision-making has been a little bit subpar so far this season. 
especially with the rotations. That's that's how I feel. The Raptors played a very good game for so much of this contest, and they lose it at the end. It sucks. Reggie Evans Award, second game in a row. Chris Boucher, so rangy on defense, blocked three-pointers, blocked people as a help side defender at the rim, just deters so much of what the other team is trying to do. He's running the floor all the time, just trying to beat other guys down the floor, getting to his spots on offense, getting back on defense. I, You'll never find a person who could legitimately complain about his effort he's putting out there. And he's firmly in the conversation for most improved players thus far into the season. And he, he's been fantastic. And Chris Boucher Award goes to him. Top quick reaction comment is from Mark Booth. Quote, the only positive is Boucher. He has been a revelation. Pascal cannot close. Frustrating loss. End quote. Uh, yeah, Boucher has been great. The Pascal cannot close thing, I disagree wholeheartedly. He scored the game-winning basket in Game 6 of the NBA Finals. He's hit a game-winner before against uh, the Phoenix Suns. Uh, not last year, but the year before. And he was a hugely positive clutch player last year when the Raptors were one of the best clutch teams in the league. Pascal was a huge part of those lineups. And he rims out on two game winners consecutively, one of which he was fouled on. Another one is, you know, a mid-range jumper, got to his spot, didn't make it. And he had a triple-double in this game. He was fantastic. And I there's two sides of the floor. He got switched on to Damian Lillard, and Dame lost the ball out of bounds because Pascal was there on every crossover, every hesitation, and beat him in one-on-one defense. So there's two sides of the floor. And Pascal, after a first, his first couple games were iffy on, on defense, he's been incredible defensively. And this game was just another example of that. And your power forward, Pascal Siakam, being able to step out on Damian Lillard and just completely lock him down in one-on-one defense is no small job. It's a big deal. And he he was great. He scored two buckets down the stretch. I, I have no problem with Pascal. I disagree that he can't close. Frustrating loss? Totally. I I understand why people would be frustrated. This one, after the Golden State loss, is, it's a lot to take in as a fan. But anyway, I've been Samson Folk. This has been the Raptors Reaction Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found it um, relaxing, enlightening, or uh, maybe you listen because I make you angry. Whatever it is, I hope that uh, it's something you enjoy. Anyway, whether you're getting into this in the morning or at night, have a blessed day and goodbye.